Jersey Joe accompanies me on today's episode as he's going to share his opinion in regard to the Jesper Bratt and Timo Meyer contract negotiations. And we're also going to discuss the pending offseason for the New Jersey Devils. How are they going to approach it? Because they're going to have a different approach since they have their eyes set on getting back to the playoffs and making a deeper run compared to what they did just this past season. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils with Jersey Joe. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, play-by-play announcer, Dell's right for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. Join alongside Jersey Joe, and Jersey Joe, it's definitely been a whirlwind for Devils fans because obviously the Devils got eliminated in the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs uh, not too long ago in the second round against the Carolina Hurricanes, and obviously this offseason is going to be a little different. This is uncharted territory, as I like to describe it, because uh, the Devils, they're not really focusing on the draft. They don't have a first-round draft pick. Tom Fitzgerald has said that he is open to trying to obtain one. And obviously, you got two restricted free agents that you have to resign. You have to resign some key unrestricted free agents, including Eric Halla. So this offseason is going to be a little different because they're not searching for players that don't play in the Devils organization. They're searching for they're trying to retain the players that they already have so they can run it back come next year. So uh, Jersey Joe, first and foremost, welcome back, and uh, let me hear your thoughts. All right. Well, thank you, Trey. And one of the things I always tell people is asset and cap management. Main key phrases in anything I talk about in Heads Up Hockey. So without further ado, I believe solely that the magic number for Timo Meyer, the average cap hit, I see him getting is $9.4 million. He may, oh, he whoa, will likely. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That means he'll get paid more than Jack Hughes though. It look, Let me put it this way. He has a qualifying offer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The qualifier. Oh, you the have qualifier. to, you have to factor that. It doesn't mean he's going to be paid for the rest of eight years or whatever. It'll be like a one time they'll do it. And then everything else. Like I said, average, 9.4. So still, yes, it's a little more than Jack, but you need to pay for a multi-threat winger. You need to have that solid winger back. So if you want to play well in the regular season and play well during the playoffs, you need to have that Sasquatch in your lineup. You need him on your wing. You need him to score goals. You need him to be a pest. You need him to do a little bit of everything. Jesper Bratt does not do that. Yeah, I agree with you because it's one of the breakdowns I did in my um, in my Jesper Bratt assessment. Jesper Bratt's a great player and he puts up a lot of points, but the problem is he doesn't. He's one dimensional. He doesn't do anything else. Like, and that was heavily exposed during the playoffs because when he's not scoring in the playoffs and his only goal was an empty netter one, he was just basically running suicides. He was just going back and forth, back and forth. And that's a problem, which is like, 
he doesn't do face-offs. He's not going to get hits. He's not going to get blocks. He's not going to do the uh, dirty work similar to Timo Meyer because uh, for anyone who is disappointed with Timo Meyer in his postseason production, you obviously didn't see what he did in the first series against the Rangers. Yes, the points weren't there, but the expected goals for percentage, it was tops on the team, and he's doing that minuscule things to try to help the Devils win. He's getting in Igor Shosturkin's head by being a menace and basically just trying to pester him a little bit. He's getting those hits. He's uh, asserting himself physically. The Devils needed that type of player, and that was evident in the first half of the year because one of the critiques that everyone had for the Devils, one of the small critiques was that they're too soft. They need an aggressive player. And now you get that in Timo Meyer. So my thing is simply this, Jersey Joe. I talked about it in my previous episode. Uh, is there any chance we can convince both Timo Meyer and Jesper Brad to take a team-friendly deal? Because I was projecting anywhere from $8 million to $9 million for uh, Timo Meyer, and anywhere from $6.5 million to at most, at most, $7 million for or $8 million for Jesper Brad. I, I say if Tom Fitzgerald wants to break the bank, the most he'll pay Jesper Brad is $8 million. Keep it there. Keep it stag- stagnant so that way he's not being overpaid uh he's not being overpaid of uh Jack Hughes's salary basically devils fans need to know the De- the devils can re-sign both Timo Meyer and Jesper Bratt they're just going to have to get creative yeah so you mentioned they're trying to get creative uh, just looking at uh evolving hockey they project 5 years for Jesper Bratt to stay with the New Jersey Devils and they project the cap hit to be $6,763,000. Uh, to me, he's no more than higher than $7.4 million because I don't see him worth $8 million. No, not at all. But someone As did. You said this- before, you're worth $6 million. So there's a haggle. There's a haggling price. So someone brought up in the comment section, and I thought this was quite interesting, that Jesper Bratt is deciding the bank at the right possible time because he's coming off uh, back-to-back uh, seasons in which he was able to match his career high in points, whereas for Nico Heischer and, and Jack Hughes, they signed their extensions before they took off. Because if Jack Hughes needed an extension, I guarantee you his uh, asking price, since he was able to get uh, 99 points, if, if if he theoretically needed a contract extension – I'd say it'd be similar to like Mitch Marner, which he's going to be paid like 10 and a half million annually because now people start to see that Jack Hughes is a superstar and the Devils were able to bank at the right possible time. Now it's just for Brat trying to put the organization to a corner. But my thing is like Tom Fitzgerald has explicitly said that he is searching for a first round draft pick or he's open to it. And if I'm just for Brat, this is a different type of free agency or offseason for the devils in which they don't have to keep you around they can literally trade your rights away and get an an impactful player and maybe a first round draft pick maybe well i mean first off tom fitzgerald's trying to put brat's agent's feet to the fire where hey you're trying to ask for a too much for what your player is not as worthy as he was in the playoffs I get he has five assists. Just shut up, everyone, in the comment section. Because all he did was get one goal that was an empty netter. I get that. But 
You need to shoot. You can't be so passive just passing the puck. You can't be a playmaker when it comes to the playoffs. You're being paid to score goals. Timo, in a short amount of time, got two goals and four points in 11 games in the playoffs. And that's just coming off from being traded from San Jose. And Brad's been integrated a lot longer in the Devils' hemisphere. And this, and this is no excuse uh, for Brad to just, like, you know, pass so much and try and look like, you know, he want to be like Jack Hughes. He has good hands. I'll give him that. He knows how to set up his teammates. But like you said, he's one-dimensional. Like, if something's not going – if his offense is not going right, his defense is certainly not there. So I, I don't think I asked you your opinion. Like, what, what do you do if you're Tom Fitzgerald? Because I said I'm open to trading him away if it's for the right price. And I love you and all, Brad Pack, but uh, it, it might too. be it might be the end of, of uh, Jesper Bratt in New Jersey because they See cannot this track this out. Here? See this okay. beautiful phone here? Tom Fitzgerald is going to pick up that phone. He's going to say, hello, Toronto Maple Leafs. May I offer you Jesper Bratt? It could happen, but at the same time, having uh, been in the exit interview with Tom Fitzgerald, he says his priority is to re-sign Jesper Bratt and Timo Meyer and just try to figure it out. But at the same time, something that gave me sort of an indicator saying like, oh, he might go in a different direction, that first round draft pick. Don't worry, there's still more in store with Jersey Joe, but before we continue, I know there's some upcoming events at the Prudential Center that are not New Jersey Devils hockey games, but still, I'm sure you guys want to grab some tickets for the next pending event, so let me tell you about game time. So forget planning months in advance, game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat right before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, let's get back to our discussion with Jersey Joe. Take it away. If the Devils are looking for a first-round pick, it's likely going to be a mid-late pick. So you're looking at around maybe around that San Jose pick that the Devils gave up, kind of that region between 32 and 19. So you're not going to go any higher than that, but still doesn't mean you're going to you can't find a gem there. Right. And um, so when looking at when looking at uh, the circumstance, because this is the most likely outcome, Jesper Bratt and Timo Meyer resign. What are you doing in order to make sure that they, that the Devils have that wiggle room to sign them to both extensions? They're uh, At the end of the day, I think both of them are going to have to take team friendly deals and someone's going to have to go. Well, it, in my honest belief. Uh, talking about Jesper Brad being more one-dimensional and a regular season guy rather than being a dynamo in the playoffs, I would rather move Brad. Brad, to me, you can replace with. 
if you can replace him with someone in this organization, I believe in a couple of guys that can do the job. Uh, one of them being Alexander Holtz. I know he had a rough year, but he just needs to. Being, I, he just needs to work on his skating because that's the yes. thing. The Devils love to get out and run. And Alexander Holtz, that potential is still there because whatever he sent down to Utica, he plays lights out. Like he he has a good showing. But when he's put onto the Devils roster, it seems like he can't match that speed. So you need to give him a skating coach because it seems like Alexander Holtz is a good player, but he might be playing in the wrong system. Right. At the same time, I do believe in Yegor Sharangovich. And he definitely has a shot. He I understand that he just became a father and he's starting to learn more about being in the double system. And in his first season, he was lights out. I don't know where that was when it came uh, to this season. He has the potential to get that back. It's just a matter of him being able to focus on his craft and him being a shooter rather than a passer the problem I have with Yegor Sharangovich is he's a very good player with a lot of upside, and we saw it in his rookie year. But the problem that I have with Sharangovich is like he does not know how to perform well without Jack Hughes. It seems like he has his best games when he's paired alongside Jack Hughes. But now that you have a lot of other op- Jack Hughes has a lot of other options, you know, like Eric Kala or uh, Timo Meyer, wherever the case might be. It could be Dawson Mercer at times. We don't know. Jack Hughes has a lot of options to be on his line, and Yegor Sharangovich is on that, is not really top tier. Like, he's not priority. So my thing for Sharangovich, he's good in the penalty kill, he's good at speed, and he has a lot of upside. But the problem is, he does not know how to perform without Jack Hughes' services. Jack Hughes could do just fine without him, but can Yegor Sharangovich do well without Jack Hughes? which is why he was a healthy scratch uh, consistently when Timo Meyer joined the organization. Which is why I believe he needs to work with Sergey Breland in the offseason. Work on, work on just trying to get that offensive production? Get the offensive production, working with other players, not named Jack Hughes. You have to integrate yourself with other players. You can't just be like hanging out with that same friend all the time. You, you have to get used to playing with someone else. But you also got to look at Graham Clark. He's been cooking in Utica for a while, and we need another right-handed shot. And he's definitely someone that could be someone who can score goals. And we need someone that could do well on the power play. And that's another option the Devils have when it comes to training camp. And he's not a rookie. He's been around the block before. And he was called up when – the Devils made the playoffs, and that was right after when Utica was knocked out. Right, a lot of players were brought up because you can bring you can bring up as many players as you want as long as they're under contract with the organization. But at the end of the day, only twenty people can dress. Exactly, and I mean going further. I mean, if the Devils want to go gung ho, making for a trade for a right-handed shot that is literally proven. And Toronto's going through a GM change. Why not give a visit with William Nylander? And I remember you talked about him. And, and Nick Volano did put out that article about 
uh, it's possible that Sheldon Keefe could be let go of. And I wouldn't be surprised if Andrew Brunette went elsewhere. But I love Brunette, but I think we need someone else that does better with that power play. Yeah, I mean, uh, something that was heavily underrated was the coaching changes that the Devils made during uh, last year's offseason, which they uh, fired Mark Recchi and they didn't extend Alon Nazardine. Andrew Burnett comes and he was he led the Florida Panthers to the president's trophy uh, after controversy sparked uh, with Joe Quinville and Andrew Burnett. He's definitely underrated, but uh, Tom Fitzgerald has revealed and he revealed it in a hilarious way that. He is going to be, um, you know, talking with Andrew Burnett and uh, that they're good, that they're good. They have a good relationship. They're going to go golfing. And he even said that he's going to be driving in reference to Andrew Burnett getting arrested for DUI <laughs> during All-Star uh, weekend in which he was driving a golf cart, of all things. I think he needs an Arnold Palmer, not <laughs> not a couple of uh, cocktails at Margaritaville. But anyways, I mean... But- but my thing, my thing is, is like, yeah, I mean, the 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 offseason changes for Devils is like it, it it's just gonna be different this year. Yeah, I mean, let me put it this way: I do like the fact that the Devils are possibly gonna go after maybe one outside piece, and William Nylander to me, if you trade him with Jesper Bratt in a package. It's better for the Devils because you need an established right-handed shot. Someone who does really good on the power play, not just in the regular season, but also in the playoffs. And another factor is, if you look at hockey reference, you have over 70 takeaways to a little over 35 uh, giveaways ratio for William Nylander in the regular season and he does just about similar when it comes to playoff time and he performs just about the same if not slightly better in the playoffs when it comes to scoring even strength and power play goals and you need to spread out that uh firepower yeah so for William Nylander I said like look he's not similar to Jesper Bratt he he has good offense but his uh his defense and what else he could do not really there his blocks and hits Similar to just okay. but but okay. like I said, that is perfectly fine because William Nylander has shown he is way more consistent than Jesper Bratt because Jesper Bratt kind of fizzled out uh, when the Devils hit their slump in late December and early January because that's when Jesper Bratt went silent a little bit. And if he wanted to make the all-star game hypothetically alongside with uh, Jack Hughes and possibly Nico Heischer, he was also in the running to join the, the uh, Jack Hughes of South Florida. Uh, the likelihood of that happening was unlikely because Jesper Bratt would have had to rely too much on the advanced analytics and like what he did at the beginning of the year. Because quite honestly, there was a time in which Jesper Bratt was the best player in the NHL. Like was was, like er, first few weeks, first few weeks, because he went on that 11 point streak. He was tops in the NHL in like uh, assists and points as well. But unfortunately he fizzled out. And he couldn't maintain that consistency. Whereas for William Nylander, he can remain that consistency throughout the regular season. And he can, uh, he can also maintain it during the playoffs. But the problem with William, William Nylander is he's going to be an unrestricted free agent uh, after this season. So, which, it's, 
So is, the question is like, can you resign? Can you convince him to sign long-term ASAP? Which is why I bring this up. If Brat would rather extend elsewhere, they could trade his rights. And then if you find a match in William Nylander who wants to extend with a team in New Jersey for like, let's say almost like $8 million, $7.5 million, whatever, it's good to have him for another three to five years versus Brat taking a bridge deal and asking for a lot of money at, up front. i rather have someone who's proven in the regular season and the postseason. Yeah, and I think William Nylander is definitely that guy. I mean, Nick Villano also brought up, like, Clayton Keller. That could be an option. Jake I Gens- like him. Jake Gensel, not really feeling it all that much. Mm-hmm. Alex Debrinkat, yes, he's able to get a lot of hits, but he's very small in his defense. Let's face it, it's, it's non-existent. Well, that's why I rather have Nolan Foot come up at that point because I'd rather have someone take over that Miles Wood spot and he can play with his good speed. His footwork's gotten a lot better. He also has been playing center from what I've been listening to on other podcasts. And that's a great thing. And his goal scoring is up. He has an unbelievable shot and He's definitely someone that could take over. I wouldn't be surprised if Jesper Bofus stayed or got moved up or traded. You just don't know sometimes. Like, there are so many variables. Going into um, the the first and second day of the draft where the Devils say, we want to keep player A, player B, but we find this guy is a better fit for our team near and longer term. Are you willing to move this guy for these these pieces? Will you do that? So that's what I'm smelling at this time. But who knows if that happens day one or day two of the draft? Well, let me add. Well, I guess this can switch us into the next big talking point, which is how do the Devils approach this offseason? Because I'm not really I'll be honest with you, Jersey Joe. I am not really hyping up the draft all that much because the Devils don't have a first round draft pick. And I and quite honestly, you can still find a gem. Yeah, you can still find a gem. Absolutely. That's how they found Jesper Brad and also um uh Yegor Sharon Govich. And I think you can make the argument saying Nico that Dawes. Nico Dawes, Shakir Makamadulan, he was a mid first round uh draft pick who was you later Brandon. He was later used as collateral for the um for the Timo Meyer trades. But my thing is like, I think the devils will use some of their draft picks to um, the, the, the draft picks that they already have to maybe make another deal kind of thing. That's, that's my prediction because they're in a different spot in which they don't quite honestly, Tom Fitzgerald, you don't need a first round draft pick. You really don't. You have a lot of prospects that, that have a lot of upside and potential. And let's face it. They're not going to, unfortunately, they're not going to like see, an ounce of uh, daylight in the NHL, or they're not going to be being give. They're not going to be given a consistent or fair playing chance. Well, as I always state on heads of hockey, well, you always have to have enough piece of dough to keep putting in the oven. And if, and sometimes someone might want to buy some dough off you and you still make some money, make a return. And you want to have the ingredients to keep making a great product. You don't want to run out of something to make a great product, whether it's for yourself, a trade, 
or just trying to see if things work out. You got to have a little bit of everything. You can't just like go full on trade everything like the New York Rangers did. And the Rangers, look at what happened to them. They parlayed so much that they went for all skilled guys and they didn't get enough beef. They didn't get enough Sasquatches and their windows closing. Yeah. So that it leads into the big question. How do the devils approach this off season? Because if Jesper Bratt and Timo Meyer, they're going to eat up a big chunk of the salary already, if or whatever is left remaining, because now you got Jack Hughes signed long term, Nico Heischer will be signed long term, uh, Dougie Hamilton, Andre Pilat all signed long term, Jonas Siegenthaler, uh, possibly Timo Meyer, and possibly Jesper Bratt. So that's seven guys who are going to be signed lengthy extensions. And now it's just like what money is left to remain in order because. Free agency is not going to be the devil's friend, in my opinion, because they're going to be so focused on Jesper Bratt and um, and uh, Timo Meyer. And now it's just like, I think the name of the game, once again, we have to open up the, the goalie discussion. Who can be the backup goalie? Who can be the starting goalie? And Mackenzie Blackwood most likely is gone. Same with Damon Severson, Ryan Graves, uh, Miles Wood possibly might be gone, Thomas Shatar think the only unrestricted free agent that could come back is Eric Holla because he says he wants to re-sign an extension. But I got to ask you, given uh, given the draft, given free agency, given the trade market, how do the Devils approach this offseason? How do they approach this offseason? They're going to have to make amends by letting – I can't see Tatar returning. I mean, he gave up in the playoffs. I mean – I don't think he gave I, up, but similar to a lot of his teammates, he just struggled. He re, he he just he just couldn't show up at the right time, and I much rather, at this point, let the the Myers and the Brats take over. And I don't think, you know, Tatar would be worth six and a half million or whatever he's due for a pay raise. But I could check cap friendly. Uh, with the Devils, let me see that. Because honestly, I was doing an article for Pucks and Pitchforks, and I had Brat and Meyer taken over about fourteen point one three six million dollars of the available. Uh, what was it? Thirty four point two million available from. Cap friendly, yeah, thirty four point two eight two five hundred. Yep, that's just under thirty five million dollars in cap space. So, really, there'd be over twenty million, uh, twenty point one million dollars left over uh, to play with. So, really, I think what's going to happen is you're going to have to look at certain RFAs. In this case, um. I could see the doubles letting go of Miles Wood and uh, Tatar uh, in this case as free agents. They, to, to me, they showed up a little bit too late for me. And I rather have Nolan foot over Wood at this point, cheaper contract plays similar, if not better, better shot. Doesn't take as many penalty minutes. Um, Tatar to me is a little bit suspect at times. You can I think, still I think also that had to 
I think it also had to do with the fact that Nico Heischer made him look better than he was. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you got to look at, do you really want to keep Sharon Govich? I still think you can trade him around, see see what he can bring. Yeah, I mean, because- Sharon Govich is... It's a it, Sharon Govich is a player that I don't mind bringing back, but I don't mind trading him either. I don't have any strong feelings either way. I I don't either, but I I was feeling, you know, if the Devils were to trade him during the season while he was becoming a father or just became a father, I would have felt very bad because that's just it's just a hard feel. It is a hard feel and unfortunate, but well, it, it didn't happen, so you know, we're not going to we're not going to discuss that, but yeah, no, glad, but glad that he finally gets time to spend with his family. He did just become a father and you know, yeah, that could be tough on anyone, but I will throw this in there. Extend, extend Dawson Mercer right away. Extend Nathan Bastion. You need them. Uh, Michael McLeod, although I'm always up and down his Sasquatch scorer was really good this year. His hits and blocks, his overall play, his points have gone up each year. And his face-offs have really gone up the charts. And I would rather keep him for the next couple seasons, two to three seasons. Two to three seasons, you're saying? I mean, Yeah. I, I can see him under two million, between one and a half, no higher than 1.9 from what I saw. So I really, I really see in that range, you got, you really got to bring back Eric Halla. Give him at least three years. Two to three years. Give him at least two and a half million dollars. That's doable. I'd be happy with that. I mean, he's a veteran in the locker room. We need guys like that. Give Kevin Ball at least $900,000 for the next three seasons. We need to see him grow. We need to keep him long-term. And he's just becoming a a linchpin on the left-handed side. Yeah, it seems like the name of the game for Devils this offseason is retain the players they already have and just try to maintain going forward um, because they do have something special brewing. So I – I think the conclusion for us is like um, Timo Meyer and Jesper Bratt most likely will return. Both of them are going to have to possibly take pay cuts, preferably Jesper Bratt, and obviously try to retain most of the restricted free agents like Yegor Sharangovich, Kevin Ball, uh, Dawson Mercer, I think is still on his entry level contract. I think he's got one more year left. Yeah. Um, That's why I said, yeah, you should extend him at this point. Right, right, right. So he still has one year left on his entry-level contract. I think that'll be, like, last priority for Tom Fitzgerald. Um, First priority in my eyes, you got to bring back Timo Meyer because that's the more vital player for this roster, and he he doesn't come around too often. Scores like Jesper Bratt, they come around a lot, Like, and there's a lot in the pipeline the Devils can rely on. And maybe, just maybe, Devils might have to look at another goalie uh, option because – Vitek Vancek, it just crashed and burned in the playoffs. And then Akira Schmidt, he he showed out, but he did the best he could do. Kind of thing. He's still very young. I as much as I really like Vitek, I would much rather have Carol Vemelka. I 
I like what he did for an underperforming team in Arizona. And he was performing really well with his metrics in the goalie situation in the NHL for a losing team. And if he was given the devil's defense, he probably would be up there for Vesna consideration. Mm, that's definitely, that's an interesting talking point. And, and since the Arizona Coyotes are kind of in, let's face it, they're in, they're in organiza- organizational hell right now because they're trying to figure out their living situation and uh, feel bad for them. But we'll see what happens. And that's something we could definitely talk about in a, mm-hmm. in a future episode. But um, yeah, Jersey Joe, any uh, final thoughts? My final thoughts are this. The Devils will make some nice key trades uh, come time for uh, the NHL draft. I'll be getting ready for that day. Also, I would like to see Timo Meyer sign right before then. Also, I keep my eyes out for the whole brunette situation. Keep your eye on the Toronto Maple Leafs because the Devils could pull a few guys from there. And you never know, maybe someone else from Pittsburgh might be leaving. So keep an eye out there because Tom Fitzgerald does have the pulse of uh, the Maple Leafs and uh, his former employer in Pittsburgh. And who knows about the whole uh, Nashville situation when they get rid of John Hines. So there might be some other players in those other markets that the Devils could target. Yeah, definitely. And it's going to be a different offseason, but we're definitely here for it. So, Jersey Joe, thanks for taking the time to come on. Uh, You can catch both of us at Pucks and Pitchforks if you you need some other source of media to see us on. So, once again, he's Jersey Joe, Trey Matthews. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.